Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes. One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. Grab your Walkman. It's time for... I never saw that. Oh boy, you're in for a treat on this one, folks. <laughs> Let me just say before we get started that just so you're clear on all of the technology that's happening to bring this to you, this podcast has traveled through condenser microphones and electrons and circuit boards and risk architecture and Tron and glass panels with green writing on them and <laughs> server rooms and fractals wow. and montages and multiple GPI and FSI viruses. Wait, what? And now it's in your ears. That's right. We're talking about hackers. <laughs> I did not understand any of those words. Much like the film. <laughs> I feel like that was representative of your experience during the film and mine. Yeah, that. There were a lot of words and acronyms in the movie. I was really concerned for a while, (laughs) but I, because I, I really did not think I would have anything at all to say about this Mm. movie because I didn't understand a single second of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I think much of the general public and the hacker community also felt the same way when this came out in September of 1995. Yeah, yeah. And I've thought about that. Like, there's no way that anyone understood this when it came out, right? I mean, they're talking about the internet, which was brand new. Yeah, I mean, the cyber. It was the cyber, I think. The cybernet. Did they call it the no, cybernet? No, oh. I think they used cyber a they few times. They said internet. Yeah, no, it was the internet. Um, but let me just read the synopsis real quick because it's so good and it just, it'll get us all in the mood, I think, um, and just give us a, kind of a sense of what you're in for <laughs> for the next hour or so. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> let me just get into my voice. Serial uh-huh. killer. Phantom Freak, Crash Override. If these handles appear on your computer screen, you're beyond saving. Consider yourself hacked. In this cyberpunk thriller, a renegade group of elite teenage computer hackers rollerblade through New York City by day and ride the information highway by night. After hacking into a high-stakes industrial conspiracy, they become prime suspects and must recruit the best of the cybernet underground to help clear their names. I was... I was trying to do an announcer voice, but it was more of a laughing announcer voice. I'm glad that that synopsis mentioned the rollerblades. Oh, how could it not? Because we just discussed rollerblades in another episode. Actually, two other episodes about my so-called life. I didn't realize when we started this podcast that, I mean, I knew we were going to be talking about old-fashioned, old-fashioned not old-fashioned. Um, we were going to be talking about fashions and trends and things from the 90s. And rollerblades. didn't realize we were going to be talking about rollerblades every week for the rest of my life. I can't well, rollerblade. So let's just get, out, let's get that wrong. out there now. I, I just feel like 
it is now clear to me that rollerblades were super cool. I'm just saying they made it look cool. Like the question I had is before was, took away from was it cool? And when I say was it cool, I don't care whether it was cool or not. I, I'm just saying, was it a thing that... I think rollerblading everyone roller was blade? and is cool to certain people. I think Right, people, but, yeah. but it surprised me in this... This was a different representation of rollerbladers. Yeah. For me. I think I've it was a before, different representation of computer people too than what we're used to. Well, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I do I do want to say before we get into this too far, this film was recommended by a few people who Yes. who said it was really cool and they watched it a lot back then and they were really into it. So I just want to apologize preemptively because I'm going to dump all over your um, childhood memories a little bit. Thank but you I'm for the suggestion. I'm going to try not to. To my dear friend. Yes. And, and please don't hate us just because I'm a jerk about one of your old favorite films. But I do feel kind of bad because it's it's too easy almost to just make fun of how dated this movie is. Because of course it was dated. But I also feel it's kind of justified because... I believe this film was dated on September 16th, 1995. I can't believe you're saying that. That's I wrote, listen, this is a note I actually wrote, and it was the second note I took, which was like way into the movie. I wrote, it's like they set out to make a movie that would immediately be dated yeah. as fuck. <laughs> that's so funny. What made it that way? Because that's exactly how I felt. Like It's so specifically stylized. Yeah, it's super stylized. I think they were trying, like any science fiction does or futuristic science fiction does, they were trying to predict things that were going to be happening. But it was supposed to be set in the present. Yeah, the that's time, the thing. So... It, wasn't, it wasn't really science fiction. No. You think it's science fiction? I didn't think it was science well, fiction. Well, no, at but all. it felt like they were trying to do that with some of the sets and the things they were doing. Like make it futuristic? Yeah, but they were also yeah. just trying to make visuals that you could relate what they were doing. And to do that, they used a lot of fractals every time the main character went into the matrix basically <laughs> like whenever he went into the, on a computer and was really getting into it and hacking and being elite he would see fractals and um math equations and like a beautiful mind happened and <laughs> yeah, totally um there were a lot of montages i just had another thought i wonder when lawnmower man came out did you see that movie no because that was another shit show of computer mm-hmm like it was all about virtual reality, and it was it's so terribly dated and cheesy, so bad. Mm. But so what? So I was just saying, I think I don't. It's it's almost like punching down, making fun of hackers for being dated because it's so old, and of course it's dated. And but I think there are enough other plot holes in the film that we can talk about oh yeah that... we don't need to talk about it being dated right. i just thought it was really funny that you wrote that because that was also my sense that uh it was just so specific a time yes. it was like well like you said the yeah. next day it was dated yeah i i do think though this probably would have been a movie that i would have seen yeah had i been home I don't know. It's really hard for me to imagine what I would have thought of it. It's also hard for me to imagine what 
how it was seen at the time. Yeah. Because it clear, obviously, it was not dated at the time, even though we're saying it was dated as soon as it came out. Like, was it cutting edge? Was it? It was trying to be. They showed a guy with like VR goggles on and he was fighting someone. Um, there was that whole scene in the a hacker community center. I don't know what it was. It was like a club where everybody rollerblades and they play video games. And he, Johnny comes, or Johnny, that's the actor's name. He comes in and breaks Angelina Jolie's high score. Congratulations. No one's ever beat her before. Just made an enemy for life. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I, so I, as you know, Micah, mm-hmm. this is very annoying to Micah, and it's very annoying. It is very annoying, period, this thing that I do, which is that I have a very hard time when I don't understand something. I get I get very caught up on small details that I don't understand, and so this movie was just a giant shit show for my brain (laughs) because I couldn't understand anything that was going on. I think, I think because a lot of the language was made up, maybe. I think a lot of it was. The question is, okay, this is my question. My friends who watched this movie when we were 15 did they understand what the fuck they were talking about in this movie? No, probably not no, a lot of it. Just... Unless you were hanging out with people named Crash Override and Serial Killer and no, Phantom No, everyone just Freak. let that go. Acid burn. And and were, they were watching it for the thriller aspect of it, the badass aspect of it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, just the cool rollerblade montages, the neon yeah. lights and the music. Because it, it it's just it's creating scenes. this um it's creating some cognitive dissonance for me. Because it does seem like a movie I would have watched and probably would have liked based on the characters and stuff and what they were doing. But also what the fuck were they a doing? A lot of it would have been confusing. I think a lot of it would have been confusing because they were using I think they were using some real terms. I looked up a couple because I was like, what are they talking about? But they weren't necessarily using them correctly or the whole movie came off to me like like a kid who's trying to show off how smart he is and throws around some phrases and doesn't really know what they mean, you know? Like somebody got a thesaurus for Christmas. <laughs> uh... um, but in this case, somebody got the big red book. There's there's so much good exposition too where they do like serial killer played by Matthew Lillard. You know him as Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh my God, that, <laughs> that guy. character was a whole mess, but he pulls out of his backpack all these books. Just, I'm just carrying around all these books today, you guys. And they're just like a list of these books that hackers would have to have. And yeah. they spend so much time doing things like that. But then they skip over other things because they can just supplant any explanation they need to do with the previously mentioned fractals and visualizations, which I think is another reason this movie was maybe so popular with like the rave community and people that were into electronic music and stuff. And Right. Were people 
just on ecstasy when they watched this movie. Oh, yeah. When they made it, when they watched it. See, that was the missing element for me. Although, Mm. full disclosure, I was stoned. And that did not (laughs) help with my comprehension of the plot at all. That that could make things more difficult. It made things a little more difficult. I just, I feel like I was just staring at the screen in utter dismay. But the dismay was about, what the fuck am I going to say about this movie? But the thing is, it took me a while to get it. Like, I don't, like, why do we care about this? What, <laughs> why? And then I I finally got it. I, I wrote down, okay, now I get it. They're subversive and fuck the police. Mm. So that was when, that was a turning point for me when I don't remember what the scene was, but something happened where I was like, oh, now I understand, and probably I should have understood that from the oh, beginning, but was... I didn't, that they were super badass, and they were, like, trying to take down the man, yeah. is what they were doing. I mean, these kids were mostly just playing around and trying to have fun and learning about stuff, but they were trying to become elite hackers, and the way you do that is you take down the Well, that's the, the point man. of being an elite hacker, right? I mean, you... That's what they all say, but none of them had ever really done it before. They just But done also, some... fuck the police, Yeah, because that was... So the scene you were talking about, I think, is when the cop, that those people that are on a stakeout basically watching Joey's apartment building, um, and we need to, pretty soon we need to go back and just start recapping what's happening, because we're just talking about random stuff, and if people haven't seen Hackers, they don't know what we're talking about. So oh, it's well, very similar to the experience you would have if you watched the film. Yeah, I was going to say, but, go watch it if you haven't watched it, but also maybe not watch it because whatever we're saying right now will feel a lot like I felt watching it. Yes. Which will be just like all over the place and you won't understand any of my words. It's going to be like that, this episode of I Never Saw That. Just sit down, hang on, maybe get some ecstasy. I don't know why I made those noises either. If you have any... There's literally no reason. (laughs) If you have any light sticks... Just wave those in front of your eyes. Glow sticks. Glow sticks. I was big oh into the rave God. culture, as you can tell. No, the scene you were talking about was when the cop is actually reading from the hacker's manifesto. This is our world now. The world of the electron and the switch, the beauty of the bond. We exist without nationality, skin color, or religious bias. You wage wars, murder, cheat, lie to us and try to make us believe it's for our own good, yet we're the criminals. Yes, I am a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. It's this anti-corporate, anti-government yes. screed that came yeah, out in yeah, like yeah. 1986 That's when that I this was person like, wrote. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, I can get right. down with that. And then I was like, okay, I... Hack the planet, I get man. it now. Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Shut up and get yeah. in the car! Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Can I... Okay, wait. I just oh, want to yeah. share a phrase that I wrote down. Here it is. Hapless techno-weenie. Hmm. It's just a good insult that I think I'm going to start using. That's cool. Did somebody use that yeah. in the film? I don't remember that. I don't either. <laughs> but I wrote it down. <laughs> but you wrote it down. With no context. You're a so hapless techno weenie. hapless techno weenie. Okay. So I mean, I definitely think that needs to be Start used in that. regular conversation. You hapless techno weenie. Good. Here's another, thing. Here's another thing I wrote down. That dude is from Fletch Lives. Oh. But also no context. <laughs> cool, cool. 
This episode is now subtitled <laughs> Shit Jen Wrote Down While Watching Hackers. Stoned. <laughs> Good. Even um, better. Oh, here's another one I wrote. All right, here's one I wrote too. Fantastic quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good note taking. <laughs> Here's some more. Do you want, you want me to keep going with oh, this? Oh, sure. Because this is mostly what I have to say about the movie. Okay, and then I'll just talk for the next 20 minutes about it. Um, the music, question mark, in parentheses, is more like alien sounds from space. Space aliens. <laughs> <laughs> End of note. Um, oh, I'm glad you clarified the type of aliens. Uh, okay, some some of these are things we could talk about. Uh, weirdest montage ever. Mm, there were several of those. <laughs> yeah, they just know. kept up in the ante throughout the film. I don't know which one I was talking about. Here's a good one, though. I missed half shirts on dudes, and mm. I do think I must have missed that. That one's great. I remember you saying that, like, <laughs> oh, it's a half shirt. I thought his shirt was just tucked in weird, but it's a half shirt. I definitely missed that so, bad. If yeah. that was a thing, that was a thing while I was oh, watching. Oh, yeah. It totally was. It was really short-lived, but I remember from like August to November of 1995. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Um, right around when this movie came out, everybody was just wearing half shirts. Any kind of shirt you had, like businessmen had their dress shirts cut off. Mm-hmm. I cut off my t-shirts. Yeah, okay, shut up. It was super Anyway, common. for real though, I <laughs> I missed that fad and I'm not super sad about missing it. A lot of midriffs you missed out on. Did you miss out uh, also on the fashion of rollerblading to school while wearing vests with a lot of shit hanging down from them? Because Johnny Lee Miller oh, did that a lot. Oh, okay, since you said, since you brought that up, I have to go back in my notes. Here we go. <laughs> okay there's no punctuation in this so i'm gonna read it the way i wrote it okay okay he wears life jackets everywhere he goes i think this is a movie about a kid who doesn't know how to swim So, since you yeah. mentioned the vest, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a life jacket. I don't think so, but I like the quote a lot. Uh, dye dickweeds. That's another one. Somebody said that. Okay, great. You're really contributing <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Vinyl pants. Another Obviously. Note I took. I mean. Um, okay, I just need to read one more and then I'll stop doing this. Even though I'm really having fun doing this. Okay, this is a, this is a long one. But I think this is... It's okay, because we're going to cut all this out. Oh, but fuck. No, we're we're going to leave only your laughter in between. So it's just going to be five minutes of you laughing. <laughs> just Solid. Laughing. Yeah. Not nothing. Okay. And I do think this is like an astute observation. And I do think it's important for this conversation. This movie was in the drama category. Oh, yes, it was. But let me finish. I'm going to start over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you this is astute and important. Fuck. God. This movie was in the drama category. 
but I just watched a dude who calls himself The Plague skateboard into a room full of fake-ass computer servers being hacked by teenagers wearing a fur coat and a yellow leather vest and announce, I is here. <laughs> I is so here. I'm pretty sure yes. it was mislabeled. <laughs> that's, that's your introduction to The Plague, who is played by Fisher Stevens. And can we just talk about Fisher Stevens for a second since you brought him up? Sure. You said a few minutes after he'd been on screen, who is that guy? Where have I seen him before? Mm-hmm. Please tell me you haven't looked him up. I haven't. Because I'm so excited wait, to wait, talk wait. about I Fisher feel Stevens. I like I want to try to figure it out, though. Because I know his face, and I know yeah. when you say it, I'm be like, oh, my God, of course. I'm not sure that's all you're going to oh, say. No? Okay, go ahead. I mean, you have seen him in a lot of other things. I was just uh, talking to someone who reminded me that he was in Lost. Um, he does a lot of other tv shows and stuff and guess he was the guy who got he got nosebleeds he was one of the yes okay i think that is where i recognize him from you might also recognize him from a little movie called short circuit it was a steve gutenberg vehicle wait what and he (gasps) no portrayed no 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 that was him an indian (gasps) roboticist Yes. I totally see it now. Oh, no. That was oh, him. Oh, God. That was awful. Oh, did they basically put him in brown face? Yeah. No, not basically. Literally. And he spoke with like a super offensive, mm-hmm. over-the-top Indian accent. Oh, man. That's fun. I never would have placed Fisher that. Fisher Stevens. I never would have placed that. That's fucked up. <laughs> but I like to see that he's moved on from making military robots to working as a corporate white hat hacker for Ellingson Mineral Corporation. I just, this is one of those times where I'm like, damn it, this is a podcast. Because I want to share with people that scene when he skateboards in. Oh, man. Let me say this again. He skateboards in. Wearing a fur coat and a yellow leather vest. And it's just pure comedy. I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, it's weird. And he skateboards into a room. I want to talk about the skateboard too. But he skateboards into a room that has a bunch of square glass columns everywhere. Like it's supposed to be maybe a server room. But it now that like we actually Matrix have server rooms like that are portrayed on TV a lot, like this just looks weird. It is. It's like a mix between the Matrix and Tron. So they have these glass rectangle pillar things in the middle of the room just all over. And they have letters and words and code projected on them probably. And it's just ridiculous. And then there's a humongous screen in the middle with a desk in front of it. The desk is composed of round orange circles, little indentations that light up that are keyboard. It's like a keyboard and he and Pendulet can sit there. I didn't even notice that at all. And type on that. And I do not even know what you're so talking about. So the other the other person, the person that's like in charge of the server room and in charge of corporate security with the plague um, is Pendulet from Penn and Teller. The oh right, sorry. I was like libertarian. Pen- I thought you were saying. Magician? I thought that was like one name, Pendulet. 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 Like like pendulum, but like pendulet. No, it's just a weirdo with a ponytail, um, and for some reason he wears like overalls the whole movie, like he needs 
to have his jumpsuit on. Yeah, he something. looks he's like a technician. A worker. Yeah. yeah. But he just sits. I don't think we ever see him even standing. He's just sitting in this chair and talking about how it looks like we have a hacker. We're being hacked. Um, okay, so really weird role for him. You did give a plot synopsis at the beginning of this, right? Well, it was more of just a dramatic reading of names and <laughs> saying the I, word rollerblades I, and cybernet. I do feel bad because well, I don't feel bad. Fuck. You guys just go watch the goddamn movie. You know you're <laughs> supposed to watch this stuff before we talk about it, and you know <laughs> that we're not going to talk about it in any kind of way that makes sense or helps anyone understand anything because that's not what we do. And if you didn't know that, now you know. Yeah. Oh, did I read this note I took? Oh, I hope so. I mean, I hope not. Fantastic quote. Yeah, you read that one. (laughs) It's been covered. (laughs) Which quote do you think it was, though? Try to remember one. So many good ones. So many. I don't know. So Bunk. I call him Bunk because he played Bunk in The Wire. His name is actually Wendell Pierce, Mm -hmm. the actor. I was astounded by the fact that he looks exactly... I mean, he is Bunk. Yeah. He does look a little younger. Looked like he had an age today, basically. He plays the exact same character. And I felt, I feel like it's a very timeless character. Because that was like the one part that did not feel dated. You know? Yeah. He's playing, I don't know, maybe maybe cops and agents are just always cops and agents. But I don't, there was something comforting about him to me in this well, like, yeah, you know him as vast Bunk. expanse of chaos. And Bunk is chaos. a much better no. character. Bunk is a much more yeah, developed absolutely. character oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and no, he's lovable. No, this guy is barely and, a character, yeah. but, but I still, I still really like him and yeah. maybe I can't help but like him because I'm just thinking of him as Bunk, but I, I don't know. So I think we should do kind of a little synopsis and go back and start from the beginning and kind of tell people about things that happened and then just go through our notes. We've just spent this much time talking about it. We didn't Mostly think we'd have anything to say. Mostly it was me and laughing at my own notes. And we haven't even gone over the plot in any way at all. But basically, I like the way it opened. I do want to talk about it's a strong opening. We actually, yes. we're podcasting right now from Seattle, Washington. The first thing you see on screen is Seattle, 1988. And... And there's a courtroom. Well, no. At the very beginning, there's like a slow, slow mo raid of these SWAT guys busting out of a van and then running in. The sound's all muted, and then you just hear their earpieces and they're talking about busting into the suburban house. Um, They get in there, and this woman screams and drops things on the kitchen table. And then it goes to a courtroom. Court, courtroom. <laughs> I'm pronouncing middle T's this week. That's my new Is thing. Is that like a courtroom? Courtroom. It's very similar to a courtroom. So it goes to a courtroom, and then you see that the prosecutor is reading off all these terrible things that this hacker did. He crashed 1,507 systems and caused a Wall Street crash. And then you see it's a little kid. Yeah, he's, what, nine? No, 10? he's 11. 11. Yeah. So he and gets, his name is Dade. His name is Dade, but he goes by Cool Zero. Or Zero no, Cool, I'm sorry. Zero Cool is his oh, name. Oh, Zero Cool. I was Zero Cool. Zero Cool crashed 1,507 systems in one day. Biggest crash in history. Front page New York Times, August 10th, 1988. I thought you was black, man. Yo, man, this is Zero Cool! Oh, shit, this far out. But there's another name. Later, he, he has to take himself. a different name, Jen. Come on, we're not there yet. Oh. He goes by Zero Cool. 
he started a virus that crashed a bunch of stuff and he gets convicted and sentenced to not being able to use a, a computer, computer or I think a phone. Didn't they say like for seven years, seven years. So until he's 18. Um, and then the next scene we see is he's on an airplane and it's Johnny Lee Miller playing Dade and he's listening to his Walkman as they fly into New York City. And there's actually a kind of cool sequence in here where he's looking over the city and then they see, he starts seeing the tops of skyscrapers. And then do you remember it changes into like circuit boards? And oh stuff. yeah, that and was cool. That I was kind of cool. I did. I like that. That was, it was clever. It was a little subtle and it was clever. And yeah, then, but nothing else in this movie was no. there was nothing subtle ever again. Mm-mm. So then, like the very next scene, he's up late at night and he's hacking on his computer, and his mom says something like, "What are you doing in there?" No, she and knows what he's doing. He yells, "Taking over a TV station." Yeah, she knows. Um, but my question is, so he isn't allowed to touch a computer or use a payphone or something else for seven years. So during those seven years, were there no advances in computer technology? Were there no... Because he just picks it right back up and he's able to <laughs> hack into this TV station That's immediately. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of that at was all. Was he reading books the whole time? Maybe he was studying. Oh, he did have that whole stack of books about no, hacking. that was serial killer stuff. That was oh, not... But he knew what they were. But so he, he knew what they them. were. He was just spent seven years reading so and he... his fingers were just... His fingers were just... So he hacks into a TV station so that he can watch what he wants to watch. He turns it on and there's some right-wing jackass spouting America first garbage. And yeah, then fuck that guy. He he hacks into the system and that's the first taste we get to see of the sweet, sweet interface visualizations that they came up for with this movie. Came up for with this movie. Came up for with... Yeah. No, I like it that way. Just right. leave it. Just leave it. So there's this robotic arm that grabs tapes, videotapes, off of a bank of videotapes and puts it in oh, yeah. the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you get to watch what you watch on cable TVs. But didn't you say that was like a real thing? Yeah, it probably was real, but just the interface yeah. of on his computer it screen of the, cool, though. the claw rotating around as he's typing things in. So he hacks in, he puts on the outer limits, and then he watches a little bit of TV, and he's really proud of himself. And then, <gasps> on his computer screen, it gets taken over, and a message what? comes on and says, who are you? You're in my territory, or you're on my turf. No. This is acid burn. Oh, shit. So then they start chatting mm-hmm. back and forth, and Johnny Lee Miller is the slowest typist i've ever seen in my life his <laughs> fingers are moving very slowly hmm. and the words are coming up on the screen he says something like mess with the best you'll die like the rest that's yes. a sick burn yes and which to me it comes by up the way... letter by letter and yet immediately after this acid burn takes over a robotic arm and they start snatching the videotape back and forth and back yeah. and forth and that goes on for way too long but they're somehow able to type in all these commands and hack their way into this TV station in seconds and control this robotic arm so that they can play videotape ping pong. But the messages they send each other take a minute to type 10 words. Much like 
the discussion of this I segment don't remember at all what took I was a long say. time. I oh, I know. So when he said, mess with the best, die like the rest, I thought that it was, I thought it was an actual threat of violence, I guess. It seemed like that's where the movie was going to go at that point. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to get violent. Like, they're going to be like he was gonna actually kill her? fighting each other. Or him. We don't know who Acid Burn is yet. Sorry. Spoiler oh, alert. it's Angelina Jolie. Come on. <laughs> Everybody knew that. It's literally the first person he meets at his new high school. What are the odds? Yeah. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. I don't know what to say about her. <laughs> she was a badass. And yeah. I loved that she was a badass. She was super badass, actually. Dade. Or Crash Override. That's his new hacker name. Dade wanted to get her to go out on a date with him. And at one point he's like, but you have to smile. Fuck off, <laughs> Dade. But she didn't smile when he said that. She doesn't. She's not the kind of person who's going to smile for you. And I really like that about her. Mm-hmm. She was the only woman in the yeah, hacker well, group. Yes. Maybe the only woman in the whole film well, other than his mom. Dade's mom. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought she was a badass. But she still existed as basically a male fantasy. Yeah. That's how I felt. I, yeah, not I, a whole lot of good female representation in this movie. Well, I mean, I thought she was cool. And I'm not, I don't even know how to articulate what, why I feel that way. But it just feel, it just felt, I mean, they didn't really objectify her. You know, they talk about how she's hot or whatever, but not as much as I would have thought. Hmm. I don't know. It just still felt like she just represented this male fantasy about. I don't. Am I wrong, or do you get that? No, I totally get that. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. He goes to high school. He meets Angelina Jolie. He meets a couple other people. Um, the Phantom Freak sees him hack in and change That's his P H R E A K. By the way, um, he sees. I really liked him. Johnny Lee Miller. I liked that character. Changes class. Like hack into the high school database and change his class listing so he can be in a class with Angelina Jolie or Acid Burn. Um, so that's how he gets in with this group of hackers. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Nikon comes later. Yes, King Nikon, Nikon is another one. Nikon was played by I wrote this down Lawrence Mason, who looked familiar to me. Also, uh, just so you know, because I know that I say a lot, like, I don't know who that is, or I don't know when that happened. or Basically, I talk a lot about stuff I don't know. I'm not doing a lot of research on these things that we're watching. That's sort of Micah's field. Yeah. I did look up some actor names because I do feel bad that we keep being like, you know, that one guy. But um, so just, just know that my ignorance is intentional. She's trying to experience it as she would have in 1995. Yeah, as close as I can. When um, the internet was just a fresh new place and didn't have, I mean, IMDb didn't exist and only hackers went on there on the internet, you know? So King Nikon, you mentioned, has a photographic memory. That's why his oh, yeah. name's Nikon. It's pretty cool. How did you know that? I got photographic memory. It's a curse. What I liked it's most about his like, character sorry. is the first thing that he says when he gets introduced, almost, they open the door, and he calls a computer a pooter. And I was so excited. I because think he says pewter, actually. 
And then you said pooter. I don't know. Well, now Just we have to watch it again. Very, very. Now we have upset. to watch it again. Jen hates it when I say pooter. Die, dickweeds. <laughs> um. Oh wait. Here's another. Are you? Can we? Are you just going through the movie chronologically now? No, we don't have to. Okay, good, because I don't want to. Here's the thing. Here's <laughs> we already a, did that once. I just wanted to talk about some more of my notes. Okay. Um, This one is uh, a little larger than the rest of the font, and it's in bold. Mm, so it was important to you. No, mm. it's because I accidentally hit bold, and mm. then I couldn't figure out how to change that. Also but a good reason. I think now that it was just a sign that this is really important there is a scene where all these teens i think they really got they really nailed teens you know teens in the, the, the mid-90s yeah. teens interact and one thing i know about teens is that when they're in a room together and they're talking about super high-tech stuff they always finish each other's sentences check it out by this point it's already running at what Twice the speed is when it started. Right, and at this rate, it ends its run in... Two days. Oh, judging by this segment alone, man, it's already eaten about... 21.8 million bucks, man. It is so teens. <laughs> it is so teens. <laughs> I think that's going to be a catchphrase. I think I have actually shared all of my notes at okay. this point. So well, I have a couple of questions. You can see that none of them were particularly thoughtful or had any depth. Or they might have been, actually. They might have been really thoughtful. You know, like but this whole no fantastic quote thing. I mean, because you were knows? struggling with the typing and <laughs> the bolding, and mm -hmm. um, so I have subversive and fuck the police is the best. I have several things that we can talk about that are um, just. I have questions, just questions about okay. them. Well, let's see if I can answer those for you. Okay, that'd be great. So we'll have to give a little context for some of these things, but I really liked. Um, they talked about the most frequently used passwords, which. Oh, I yeah. thought was great because I now they were going to say password. Like that's, that's what a it common is now. thing. Yeah. It's like a real. That's really what it is. Is password. That's the most commonly used but password. It, you think it was back then? Is. I don't know. Um, the most commonly used passwords and two different characters talk about this. Yeah. Separately and independently, so it must have been something that was really important for the screenwriters to let us know. Not in any particular order, but the most commonly used passwords at the time were love, sex. Secret and God. Huh. How could you even have a three letter password? Well, these were passwords for these big, like, mainframe systems that people could log into remotely and do their accounting and things. Oh, but then they do go off about being God and the metaphor of these people and yeah. what they do and how they're kind of like gods. These or corporate. They think they're gods. Yeah. No, not. Yeah. No, I mean the hackers. Male well, no, but they're talking about the people that set the passwords are these, the male ego oh, is what he right. says. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I loved that part. But you, yeah. I think you still could say that about the hackers oh. in, a, in a different way. Totally. Yeah. Yo, kind of feel like God. So, an... <laughs> so. Passwords. Try so... again. Oh. I'm not I'm talking so about sorry. passwords I... anymore. We talked about that. We're moving on. Another thing that I really liked um, and ha also have questions about, at one point, the plague. Come on, you son of a bitch. Is that all you got, huh? Come on, let's see what else you can do. You talking to me? Huh? <laughs> Are you nuts? Come at me. 
that fucking guy. <laughs> I just can't okay, tell you. Let's how just talk about him skateboarding because he skateboards through this office several times. He skateboards into the boardroom. He skateboards into the server room for his first scene. But I wonder if they were trying to make a statement about because he's like the the villain. He's the bad guy, and he's older than these teens. But he's clearly teens. A hacker who is now working for the man, working for this oil company. Um, I'm wondering if the filmmakers were trying to make a statement about how skateboards were like old school and not cool anymore, and like because he's a bad guy and he skateboarded everywhere, but everybody else was on rollerblades oh. and the teens. Use rollerblades. That's so teens. So teens. Um, um, and speaking of skateboarding, I just have to ask I this. Feel, I think some of the teens also skateboarded. Did I don't. They? I yeah. didn't see any teens skateboarding. It was all rollerblade all the time for the teens in this movie. In, teens! In Cyberdelia, Cyberdelia, which was the club they went to at the rave. It was all rollerblades, man. But I have a question about the skateboard, and this is a very important question for me because it was possibly the most confusing scene in the entire movie for me. There is a disc. You don't really need to know anything else about this. Just watch the movie. If you don't, who cares? Johnny <laughs> Lee Miller has a disc, and it has oh. something on it that Fisher Stevens wants. So they plan a meetup. It's a nudie picture. Johnny Lee Miller takes this three and a half inch floppy or three and a quarter inch floppy. Get it? Makes a phone call and says, Insert sex joke. Come, come pick up the disc or whatever. And then he's standing on the side of the road. And the next thing we see are headlights coming toward him. And it's clearly like a limo or a town car or something, like a big car coming toward them. And then you notice there's something next to the town car as it's approaching them. Oh, yes, it's Fisher Stevens on his skateboard hanging on oh to the gosh, door yes. of the car. This fucking guy. And he, they drive by, and he's hanging on. He doesn't even look cool. He's like halfway crouched. It's not like a cool Back to the Future skating behind the truck situation. It's an awkward middle-aged man holding on to the side of a town car in a fur <laughs> coat skating. He grabs the disc out of Johnny Lee Miller's hands, and Johnny Lee Miller plays it pretty well. The look on his face is kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Why did that guy skate up so, next okay, to a car? So, okay, wait, are you saying, is your thesis here that he was supposed to be uncool? No, no. Like, he clearly thought he was very cool, but yes. you're saying oh, he's super he was cool, out of but... touch with, you think he was supposed to be super no, cool? I don't know. I'm not worried about that anymore. That was a separate thing. I was just wondering if the filmmakers well, were trying to Well, I'm set now up a trying thing. to figure out whether he was in touch with teens. I'm And I'm now wondering trying to figure out if he's in touch with how transportation works. <laughs> I'm wondering if he got if he got out of the car right before, if he's like, "Hold on, hold on guys. Stop the car. We're about a block away. I'm just going to just I'm going to hop out and it's going to be cool. We'll check this out. Just drive. Just do this." Or did he get out of the office building? The car pulled up and he just grabbed on, and that's how he rolls all the time. Like, does he not ride in yeah, vehicles? He a, works for an oil company, so I doubt really it's like a question. petroleum thing. It's a really good question, and I don't have an answer for you. I just, I also I, really want to be in the room when they were filming that scene or like writing when that scene. Came like, up with that idea. What the fuck were you thinking? Maybe they were just trying to make him this sort of eccentric genius kind of guy. You know? Maybe. It was weird. 
It was weird. I'm wondering if maybe maybe you could make the argument that if you're on a skateboard and you're holding on to the side of a car that you can, if you just let go of the side of the car, then, well, I guess that's not a very good. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to finish something. Well, I was going to say something about how, like, you can go a different direction than the car. You know, like, you can speed off in another direction. So but... it was, like, a, a plan for in case Johnny Lee Miller had a crew with him or something and but he had to get away. here's why he that to... doesn't make sense, because a car is a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think trying to escape on a skateboard actually was a very good plan, if that was his plan, Maybe... since there was a car. Maybe there's a an deleted scene somewhere that will kind of put this all together for us of oh, him Criterion explaining Blu-ray. like, oh, the car is full. Okay. I guess I'll just hold on to the outside. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I got my skateboard. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll just throw down my board, guys. <laughs> I'll just get rad all the way there. I love that scene in Back to the Future. Maybe that's what they were trying for. Uh, I don't think so. No? I don't know. That was disturbing to me. It was really upsetting, actually. More so really? than the fractals and <laughs> the server room and the funny. Tron ripoffs. Oh, it was so weird. I didn't know what was happening. There are, I don't think I mean, we can talk we about this too good, much. Have we said some good things? I feel like I've, I really loved the subversive element of it. And I would have been down with that as a teen. Right. I loved that Angelina Jolie was a fucking badass. I liked that it was like the group of people was not just white people. Yeah. Still only one female, but, you know. Although the subversive element is interesting because these teens get framed for uh, implanting a virus, um, which Fisher Stevens was actually doing. He was stealing money from Ellingson Mineral Corporation, just taking pennies on every transaction and putting it somewhere else in this garbage file, um, which the kids figure out because they get framed right, for it, garbage. basically. Garbage. Yeah. So they weren't really that subversive. Fisher Stevens would be the more subversive person. He's sticking it to the oil company and trying to steal from them. And the kids actually stopped his, they foiled his plot, you know, which Mm -hmm. Matthew Lillard always does, whether he's playing Shaggy or Serial Killer. I guess I'm just really thinking about that scene that you already mentioned where they're reading the hacker code or whatever. And also... Just the very act of hacking is subversive. I mean, I would say Fisher Stevens or The Plague <laughs> was Eugene. also super subversive, but with a fur coat and the vest and skateboard. Lorraine Bracco has a great line about that where she says, Oh, I see you're still dressing in the dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really good. See, so he was supposed to be like an eccentric genius. I think that, I yeah. honestly think that may answer a lot of our questions about everything going on with him. But all the clothing, I mean, all the fashion in this movie was off the hook. Yes. It was so good. The so, vinyl so pants good. were fucking great. The half shirts. Vests there was just so much going on. Hanging off of them. I just kept thinking. I don't remember seeing people dress like this, but then maybe that's part of the sort of you weren't elite, Jen. Futuristic, but still present element of it, you know. Yeah, you weren't you weren't really around during this time on the cybernet underground. You were in Montana. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I was so, wearing, as I've mentioned before, I was wearing very very ugly LL Bean shirts that matched 
the other people around me. This episode is brought to you by L.L. Bean. Fuck L.L. Bean. <laughs> well, there goes that sponsorship. Um, so September 1995 is when this came out. What were you doing? You'd been in Montana about a year, a little over a year. Oh, man. <laughs> School year just started. You got off your relaxing summer break that you had, I'm sure. You know, I think that in September, I was probably on work crew. Uh, I spent five weeks out on work crew by myself. I, I mean, there were a couple other girls that I was good friends with who were also out there, but we weren't together or allowed to interact. And I was out there. I w- actually wasn't in- allowed to interact with anyone at all, ever. And I m- missed school and I missed everything else. I was just out there for like 10 hours a day working. Like doing what? Like digging stumps out of the ground was my first project, which was a metaphor for stubbornness. It got a little dark there, but <laughs> that's... I was digging stumps out of the ground when uh, when this came out. What were you doing, Micah? Well, I was probably on my computer, you know, just... <gasps> hacking. Hacking, just being elite and... <laughs> just being elite. You know, just getting my... Planting FSI and GPI viruses all over. Die, dickweeds. I had this sweet laptop with an active matrix display that really crackled in the dark. Um, what was your name? What was your hacker name? Cool Topper. <laughs> First thing that came to mind. I don't know if you could tell. I could tell. I watched it come out of you like, <laughs> like, like the coughed up remnants of a bird's supper. Oh, wow. Well, that's what it looked like, the way you sort of coughed it up. And then that's what my elite hacker name was Bird Puke, is what you're thinking. It's Bird Vomit. Well, that that would be better than Cool Topper. Cool cool Topper. The fuck is a topper? I don't know. I don't even know. Just words came out. Yeah, and they were the worst words. Um, No, I was probably playing like Doom on my computer. And um, I don't know what that is. Ooh, video games. Duke Nukem. Yeah, video games. We should talk about. I had an Indy 500 game that I thought was pretty cool. Was that may have been a Nintendo? couple of years before. No, these were computer. I was oh, elite, Jen. These were on That's my computer. Right. I apologize. And I was actually around this time, September 95, probably. Um, I had my first email address and like message boards, computer message boards were big and there were games on there and stuff. So I was probably doing a little bit of that. Weird. Um See, I did not know about, that is actually a pretty big thing that happened while I was gone, is that that kind of technology was happening. And it maybe it was there before I no, left, but I was new, certainly I not aware of it if it was. And yeah. I, I remember John talking about this thing called the internet and email, electronic right. mail. And when I went to college, that was the very first experience I ever had with. And it started with email. I mean, I didn't use the internet. I didn't use the internet well, Jen, until at least till later in college. Email uses. I mean, that. No, no, no. But I meant is... like searching for things, you dickweed. <laughs> Die, dickweeds. I'm a real techno weenie. You hapless techno weenie. Okay, are we done talking about hackers? I mean, I think so. I'm sure um, there's a lot. Other left things unsaid. that happened during this week. Seven also premiered on the same day. The film Seven starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And 
he who shall not be named. Oh, yeah, and that other guy. And September 19th, so a few days after this film came out or premiered, um, the Washington Post and the New York Times published the Unabomber's Manifesto, which I thought was kind of interesting. It was anti-technology and... I mean, I don't remember the wait, whole wait, thing. Wait, wait, but... wait, wait, wait. I have such a clear memory of that. How really? can that possibly have happened while I was gone? I don't know. See, this is one of those things, and and if anyone out there is listening that I was in Montana with, maybe you can help answer this question for me. I don't know if we had... Did we have access to current events? Did we have newspapers or anything? I don't remember, but I... Well, he was in Montana, right? The Unabomber? Yeah. Wasn't his cabin in Montana? Maybe he was a neighbor. Maybe you guys, maybe you read an early draft. He stopped by. It's better with a face when you when you do that. So people can't really tell that you're making fun of me. I think they can. Anyway, that's really interesting. I Somebody let me know if we had access to current events because I have no memory of that. So that concludes our hackers episode. I am a hundred percent certain uh, that we probably didn't do it justice, and I would love to hear from you. I know there are big fans of this movie out there, so hit us up. Yeah, let us know. That was the hackers episode. We're not revisiting it, but maybe we'll have online conversations <laughs> yeah, with you can about have it. Have a conversation in our Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, which you should join if you haven't. Also, real quick, before we completely close up, I talked a little bit tonight about the Montana experience, but I do, I, that will be something that we talk about on the show a little bit. And one of the things that I'm really excited about is having some people, some guests on the show that I was in Montana with. So I'm going to play you a little audio clip of one of my very good friends from Montana whose voice I had not heard in 20 years uh, until I got this message today. I've listened to it six times. But anyway, this is my friend Sarah. She's going to be a guest eventually, probably more than once. We have a lot to talk about. Hola, guapo. It's your good friend, Sarah Fontana. I'm so excited to get uh, working on my participation piece of I Never Saw That. Uh, I actually am madly in love with you and Micah's chemistry on the show. I think y'all are so fucking great. Uh, Micah's hilarious. I really enjoy hearing him as much as I love hearing your sweet voice. Uh, So anyway, here's my voice. Don't cry. I love you. I did cry, by the way. And I also forgot to mention the reason she calls me Guapo is because we first bonded over the movie The Three Amigos. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear more from Sarah. We'll have her on as a guest soon. Oh, I bet you can't because she thinks you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy I Never Saw That and Think I'm Funny, please tell your friends, review us on iTunes, like us on Facebook. Maybe just make a post in our group about how funny I am, because Jen really enjoys that. <laughs> um, we would like to thank you are funny. <laughs> we would like to thank Minus Violet for our intro music, as always, and thank you to Graham McRae for our artwork. Also, thanks to Fifi Folios for all of our internet stuff, our cybernet. Uh, he keeps the hackers out. He does such a good job of keeping <laughs> out them hackers. So thank you, Fifi Folios. Go to our website, I never saw that dot com. There are links there 
for all of this. And we always appreciate new subscribers, so tell your friends. Um, We're on Instagram and Twitter as well, so get in touch with us that way if you would like to. Also, very last thing, I promise, we would love to start receiving voicemails from listeners. So I'm going to give you a number for that. Now, if you leave a voicemail, you must be prepared that it could be used on the show. So that's something you're agreeing to if you leave us a voicemail. And the voicemail can be about what you thought of an episode. It can be about an idea you have, that something you want us to cover. It could be... uh, I mean, really anything that this show inspires you to tell us. So uh, the number is 206-395-5589. So we really would love to hear from you. Yeah, give us a call. And until next time, see See you in in the the 90s. 90s.